the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praising. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing an awesome message with you that's entitled, Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. Something God wants every born-again believer to have and enjoy, including you and me. All of us who are born again have the awesome opportunity to have a close, intimate relationship with God. But unfortunately, not too many of us have and enjoy a close, intimate relationship with Him. The good news is that there are things that could be done by each and every one of us to increase the intimacy between God and us. There are pathways that each and every one of us can follow that will get us to the place where we have a close, intimate relationship with God that He desires to have with us. So come on, y'all, and let's learn about some of those pathways that will help us to get there, that is, into a more intimate, close relationship with God. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. James chapter 1 verse 27, it says, it said, pure religion and undefiled. Oh, by the way, that religion needs to be pure. That word pure right there means free from anything of a different, inferior, or contaminating kind. Free from anything of a different, which means there ain't no other different thoughts coming up in there. Inferior and no lesser of a thought coming up in there. Or contaminating kind, something that's going to contaminate the thoughts that God gave you and the religion you're supposed to be living out. Pure religion and undefiled, undefiled means unsoiled. The inference is as clean as it should be or not messed up by anything else. Pure religion and undefiled before God is this. Let's read. To visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction. And this is one we want to focus on tonight. To keep himself unspotted from the world. To keep himself unspotted from the world. To keep himself unspotted from the world. Keep himself unspotted from the world. See, so your ceremonial observance would be to keep yourself unspotted from the world. That's if your religion is not it is free from anything of any difference, any inferior thoughts, or any contaminating kind. Because if you don't do it, it's because it's been contaminated, it's been made different than what it is that God has said. No wonder he needs to mend it and fix it. No, no, no wonder when he needs to cure it. Because it's not thinking something it ought not think, because it's not being observed the way it's supposed to. That word keep right there means to guard from injury and loss. It means to guard, but the concept is from injury and loss. So see, sin opens the door to injury. I know you think it's fun. That's just the sugar coating on top of the poison. 
Sin opens the door for injury. That word injury right there means harm or damage that is done or sustained. Harm or damage that is done or sustained. God said, keep yourself from harm and damage that can be done or sustained. Harm or damage that's done speaks of what happens to somebody else other than the person who sins. Harm or damage that is done speaks of what happens to somebody else other than the person who sins. And harm or damage that is sustained speaks of what happens when the person sins themselves. What happens to the person that sins themselves? Because anytime sin occurs, either, either something is going to be done that's going to harm and, and injure somebody else, or something is going to be sustained by the person that does it that's going to harm and injure them. There is no such thing as sin that does not harm and injure. It always harms. It always injures. Why? Because the thief comes not but for to steal, to kill, and destroy. That's the only thing on his mind. And so anything that he's doing to be able to get you to do something other than what God said doing is to harm and to injure either you or somebody near you. Or both. If he can get both, he won't both. But if he, even if he just gets somebody near you, he broke you by not doing what you're supposed to do, and then he wants to now break everybody around you who got to pay for your lack of doing what you were supposed to do. So he not only sustains you to it, but he makes other people pay for it too. But now they got to fish your butt out of the trouble that you got yourself in. Once again, it's just flowing better when I say you. Come on, let me flow. You got Somebody got to fish you out. We got to pay for you to stay in your place. We got to pay to keep your lights on. We got to pay to be able to keep your car from being taken from you or get it back after it was took from you. Why? Because you didn't do what you were supposed to do. You sinned and it affected somebody else. But the devil tell you, oh, it's just you. It ain't nobody else. Don't worry about that. It didn't cost you nothing. No, it cost everybody else something. <laughs> I'm teaching real good right here. Folks don't like this. I don't care. I'm teaching real good right here. Praise God. Because it's time for us to grow up. Because see, the mature see past themselves. The immature only see themselves. As long as I get out of it, I'm cool. I'm fine. But you done jacked everybody else up. Quit judging me. Quit costing me. I don't want to work with that. Keep moving. Praise God. Harm or damage that's done speaks of what happens to somebody else other than the person who sins. Harm and damage sustained speaks of what happens to the person who sins. Remember, this includes both sins of commission, sins of omission. But regardless of whether it's a sin of omission or a sin of commission, somebody somewhere experiences injury because of sin. Because he said, I need you to keep you from sin. Keep you from sin. You keep yourself from sin. Keep means to guard, but it's to guard from injury or loss. Which means sin opens the door to injury, and sin opens the door to loss. Either the person who sins is going to experience the loss, or the person who, who's, who's connected to the person who sins is going to experience loss. Somebody going to experience loss. Somebody got to pay. It's going to cost somebody somewhere. I know what I'll do. I'll just go to the church. And that money that was supposed to be even paid to the people that were faithful doing what they was doing and to move the kingdom forward, we'll use that money to be able to make sure we keep you in your unfaithfulness. So I could have hired some more people, but no, we had to pay to be able to keep other people fed, bed, 
Hey man, and sometimes even red. Why? Because they wouldn't do what God said. <laughs> so there's walls that just get shifted from you to the church, shifted from you to your parents, shifted from you to somebody else around you, shifted. Well, I didn't see no loss. I guess not. You were just the oil fix of the vacuum cleaner that was sucking everybody else's out. Because it's going to cost somebody. Look at your neighbor and say, my amen working, I'm just not using it. Praise God, amen. My working, I'm just not using it. I just want you to know it's working. I'm just not using it right now. He <laughs> said, pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. A lot of folks like to talk about their social, you know, things that they do. You know, I was feeding the, the, the homeless the other day. That's nice. Praise God. I was, I, you know, I took balloons to the fatherless the other day. That's nice. Praise God. How about keeping yourself unspotted from the world? How about that too? I haven't done that yet. Praise God. Well, well then, then sign up for that too. Praise God. You signed up for all your little social endeavors. Sign up for keeping your own tail out of the, out of the fire. It's all cute and everything. But not, do, do, do what the Lord wants you to do there too. Those other things he wants you to do, but he wants you to do this one too. Keep yourself unspotted from the world. The word unspotted right there means unblemished. That's whether physically or morally unblemished. Why? Because our, remain, our remaining unspotted and unblemished in this world demonstrates and clearly articulates our view of the worth of what Jesus did for us. Our view of what the, Jesus did for us. Remember he used the example last time we got together? A pig that's been clean going back to the, to the mud. Well, why in the world would that pig go back to the mud? Because that pig is still a pig. And that's what pigs do. Pigs jump in mud. They, they, that's what's comfortable to them. See, pigs' veins are like so far below the, the, the skin, praise God, that, that they can't keep cool. Pigs is hot all the time. They're just hot all the time. So what they're looking for is some cool mud to jump into because it makes them feel better. It look, might look filthy to you, but it makes them feel good. That's why God used an example when he was talking to his kids. He said, you acting like pigs. Now what you're in is filthy, but it's somehow it's making you feel good. But the problem is that the pig got so much flesh over their veins, they got so much flesh over their veins, that that's what's got them all hot and bothered. Now we can do one or two things. We can either jump in the mud or reduce the flesh. Because if we reduce the flesh, then, the, then, then, then we'll be cool. So that after you cleaned up, you don't go die back in the filth again. Look at your neighbor and say, my amen still works. I'm just not using it. <laughs> I'm just not, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for an opportune time. So our remaining unspotted and unblemished in this world demonstrates and clearly articulates our view of the worth of what Jesus did for us. I don't care how many crosses you got on your wall. I don't care how many Jesus is Lord stickers you got over, over your ride. I don't care how many WWJD uh, things you got wrapped around your arm. You can have many as many as Mr. T. 
all remaining unspotted and unblemished in this world demonstrates and are clearly articulates our view of the worth of what Jesus did for us. What you do is going to show your view of what it is that God did for you. What you do. All right, the amen is working now, praise God. What you do. I feel my, I feel my help coming on, praise God. What you do is going to determine what's going to happen for you. See, for us not to remain unspotted, unblemished in this world demonstrates conclusively and clearly articulates that our view of the worst of what Jesus did for us became defiled and impure. So we might have thought something good about it at one point, but somehow it got sullied. It got filthified. Some of the world got on it. Some of the dirt got on it. See, Many times a person that does something for you, like the cleaning up and stuff like that, they understand the worth of what they do. But sometimes the person you put it on don't understand the worth of it. Come on now. Remember when we was little kids? Is that too far back for some of y'all? Praise God. <laughs> well, did you spend enough money in therapy and you don't want to go back there and stuff? Don't, don't make me go back there. <laughs> well, let me do it this way. Did you have kids that, you know, that you raised and stuff like that? I'm messing some of y'all up there too then. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm going to just dive in. One of these is going to work. Praise God. I remember, I remember. Praise God. Let's do it this way. Other people's kids. Amen. Other people's kids. We can do it now. That way you can go ahead and say amen. You know, other people's kids. Pa the parents might have spent a lot for that outfit. Especially around Easter time, Resurrection Day. They, they put some nice clothes on you. Praise God. Got your hair cut. You know, went and got your hair cut. Praise God. And and then cleans you up and put some Vaseline on you, praise God, and cleans you up real nice, put some sweet clothes on you, and, and let you, took pictures while you're standing there, praise God, over there by the, the fireplace or over there by the wall, took pictures of you, and he was taking pictures. Keep still, boy. You know, smile. And then you did that little cheesy grin, you know. And they took pictures of you and everything else like that. And then they let you loose. I mean, let them people's kids loose. Then they let them people's kids loose. What them people's kids do? Went and got dirty, got the torn up stuff. Before the little, little boy had his shirt all in his pants and was all neat, tie was straight. And then they let him loose. One shirt all out of his pants and, 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 and stuff all wrinkled and toe up and everything. Why? Because the kid did not value the worth of what was done for them. The kid did not value the worth of what it was done for. This is just something else for me to play in. This is just something for me to be able to keep on doing what I was doing before in. Before you cleaned me up, the reason why you had to clean me up is because I was out there having a good time. Now that you done cleaned me up, you got your pictures, right? I went to church with you, right? It's time to play again. That's like some saints I know. They go to church. Take a few pictures. It's time to play again. <laughs> God, that's because you don't see the worth of what was done for you. Now, the adult, they see it. They know how many hours it took for them to work to get all that bought. They knew how, how much they had to stay in line to get that done. They knew how much dealing with you just to be able to get you to put the clothes on in the first place, how much it took. They, 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 they know that. So by the time they finish all that, they're like, now that's what I'm talking about. That's my baby. 
<laughs> Look at my baby. Now you sitting there thinking like you in a monkey suit or something. When you finally look good, you feel like you're all constrained. When you finally got, got you, they got you the way they want you. And as soon as they turn their head, you go run right back out and do the opposite of everything that you was doing before they cleaned you up. Because the person didn't understand the worth of what was done for them. But to the ones that understood the worth of it, we go sit in the mirror and look in the mirror of themselves and see they clean. They're they like looking at themselves all in the master. They're going to try their best to remain this way. Then when they take a couple steps, they'll be right. Then they go to their friend's house. and say, man, come on, let's go do this. Even if it might have even been tempted. Nah, not today, man. Why? Got my fancy duds on, praise God. Got my church clothes on, praise God. At least when they go change. <laughs> Point I'm trying to raise is, to the extent that they understood the value of what was happening and what that was done for them, just to the extent that they'll protect and keep themselves in that. God says, I say, I need you to keep yourself unsoiled. Because you must not have understood what I did for you when I delivered you from this world. You must have not understood what I did for you when I delivered you from that sin. You must have not understood what I did for you when I delivered you from even getting into that sin. Before I, I got set it up so you never have to be in it in the first place. Don't now go back into that. Your religion must not be pure. It must not be pure. Turn to James, Jeremiah chapter 14. We're almost through for today. Jeremiah chapter 14. He said, you must not understand what I did for you. Because if you understood what I did for you, and you had the opportunity to go do something other than what you should do, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. You would keep yourself. You would protect what it is that I did for you. And demonstrate that you really see the worth of what I did for you. Jeremiah chapter 14. Let's read verse 20. It says, we acknowledge, O Lord, our wickedness and the iniquity of our fathers. For we have sinned against thee. This is powerful. Because if we find out from God that something we are or are not doing is sin, then we should acknowledge our sin and then stop. If we find out that something we are or are not doing is sin, then we should acknowledge our sin and stop. We should acknowledge our sin and stop. We should acknowledge our sin and stop. Can I tell you what some saints' problem is? We try to and stop before we acknowledge our sin. You got to acknowledge it first. You got to see it for yourself. Because a lot of us try to stop because we heard the preacher say stop. A lot of us try to stop because we looked around us all the other saints and see how they stopped. But no, you got to acknowledge it first and then you do it. See, if we find out from God that something we are or are not doing is sin, then we should acknowledge our sin and then stop. But the first step to stopping is acknowledging. That word acknowledge right there means to know. You need to know it for yourself. You need to know it. Did you hear me? You need to know it. Can I tell you what happens in the body of Christ? 
We try to get other people to live off our revelation. We try to get other folk to live off our revelation. We try to get other folk to live off our revelation. Oh, let me tell you what it is God told me. So we ought to stop. No, God spoke to you. Because when he gave you the word, he gave you the power of God unto salvation. But until he speaks to them, they don't have the power of God unto that salvation. See, he deal with you about your smoking, your drinking, your fornicating, your playing, your playing, and doing everything else other than what God said. He dealt with you about your cussing folk out and going off on folks just because they're trying to help you and you demonstrate your immaturity and your stupidity by going off on the same folk and biting the same hand that's trying to feed you. He's talking to you about that, praise God. But just because you know somebody else that's doing that too, don't mean you're supposed to go and try to get them to do what you God talking to you about too. They got to see it for themselves. They got to acknowledge it for themselves. They got to know it for themselves. That's why it's supposed to be a personal relationship between them and God. But you stepping in trying to be Holy Ghost and trying to help somebody stop doing something, that they are, that, that, that ain't your job. Yeah, they're supposed to stop that, but in due time. Not you time. Y'all not working with me up in here. That's why I tell people, I don't care if you're smoking it. I don't care what you smoking. Come on up in here. Just don't smoke it in here. Hey Amen. But, but you keep on smoking doing what you do. Just keep showing up. I don't care if you're drinking, stinking, and doing anything other than what you all be thinking. Come on up in here after you finish. I don't care if you're buzzed up when you walk through the door. You're lined up, sucked it up, lit it up, did whatever you did before you came through. I'm going to blow you high anyway because my anointing is stronger than the spirit on you anyway. But don't feel no condemnation. Keep showing up to this destination. Because what God's going to do is he's going to get you to acknowledge it yourself. Because until you say it, it don't mean nothing. So it means to know. Properly, it means to ascertain by seeing. You got to see it for yourself. You got to see it for yourself. Why is that? Because Satan has put the scales of deception across your eyes and you still don't see what you need to see to realize that what you're doing is what you ought not be doing because you still see it is okay. You've been tweetified. So you think it's still okay. Because the devil don't roll okay. Of course, your glasses are saying everything is okay. But there is going to come a day when you keep hearing what God has to say. That God's going to squick it, squick it, squick it, squick it. And he's going to clean off your glasses, detweetify you, so that you can be able to see clearly and see it the way you're supposed to. But in the meantime, keep bringing your tweetified glasses and keep walking like you do until you see it the way God wants you to see it. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, I know y'all all fire baptized, filled with the Holy Ghost. You are the temple of the Holy Ghost, and I know all that. But you let, keep your Holy Ghost to yourself. And let God deal with people himself. Yes. Hallelujah. Figuratively, it means to figuratively it means recognition. See, they need to recognize. You better recognize. They need to recognize something for themselves. Well, that's all the way have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the word of God had to say. I really hope that you're seeing what the Word of God says about the doors of opportunity that He has opened for us to have an increased intimacy with Him in our lives. 
Doors of opportunity that should be walked through that'll cause manifestation of awesome things in our lives too. I hope even more that you're seeing the importance of having increased intimacy between God and me and you so that you can do what it is you need to do to follow the paths to increase intimacy that God's Word lays out for me and you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and check us out. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after sober. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. I guarantee that you'll be blessed when you do. We also invite all the young adults in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Young Adult Fellowship this Friday evening. It's called GAA. That's short for Generation Anointed and a Fire. GAA is a young adult ministry with a different flavor for a different generation. It's a ministry for young adults ages 18 through 30-ish, who come together to celebrate the awesomeness of being young, brilliant, beautiful, born again, and fired up for Christ. Fellowship starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until they go home. H-E-W, hanging. Child care is provided at no charge. And VIP transportation service are available for this too. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be so glad you did. It's just good to find some other young saints in San Antonio who are also walking this thing out God's way. Whoever thought that being young and saved is boring must not know G-Dub. Don't forget to tune into our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word to have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 